So where are you guys at with hot sauce? Hot sauce. My hot sauce game could be better. I usually keep it to like a Valentina's or a Tabasco. Frank's used to be the number one. Tabasco. You just got, you've been using Tabasco sauce for fucking six months. It's true. But in terms of what's in my fridge right now. No, no. I'm asking you guys in general, where are you at with hot sauce? What do you like? What do you don't like? It goes wickedly well with green onion cakes. Okay. What type of hot sauce do you guys like? It was a chili, chili sauce. I like so them. spicy? Very. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what kind of chilies? No. Not a clue. They were pretty mild when we were having last night, but I can't give you the name of the chili. I like like a vinegar-based hot sauce. Me too. Medium spice, nothing too crazy. Sriracha, not sure I'm a, if I'm a big fan of the style. Oh, I like, I like put that shit on everything. Sriracha I see the appeal. Good. I don't really think of it as a hot sauce, though. Almost like a ketchup? Yeah. It's a condiment. Like some hot sauce I find like like for instance, like vinegar based cayenne uh-huh. hot sauce, you know, very traditional. Everybody's had it before. Uh-huh. I I'd like that, you know, on wings in particular. Interesting. Yeah. Do you find it takes the crisp off of the wing? Not if you do it right. How how would you do it? You wouldn't um do it like you do it in a restaurant, right? Yeah. You probably, like at home, I would uh, do the old, what is it, uh, baking powder trick. Uh-huh. Where you make some super crispy in the oven. And then you always go light on sauce. Because I'm not, I don't like sauce at all, really, on my wings. But and, yeah, with you... a hot sauce or a, like a Frank's type, I don't really want to say Frank's because. Keep your sauce on the side. No, no, no. If you got wings, mm-hmm. just put a little bit of uh, hot sauce in like a steel bowl. And just right. toss them a little bit. It is the way to do and it. They will stay crispy. But if you go too far with the sauce. Like I'm not into jalapeno sauce. I don't mind jalapenos. I'm not into jalapeno sauce. You know, I think jalapenos have their place in a hot sauce. Yeah. I used to work at a restaurant. And we made a hot sauce there. And it was mainly jalapeno. Like hmm. apple cider vinegar, some paprika, a little oregano, salt and pepper. Okay. So what about horseradish? Oh, I love horseradish. Okay. What do you like it on specifically? Uh, roast beast. Mm. You know what it's really good on? It's beef Wellington. Really? Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington. I feel like with the Wellington, I wouldn't put much of anything on it. Maybe a little gravy. That was one of the most complicated things I've ever made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. It took hours. Friggin' delicious, dude. Was it worth the hours put oh, in? Oh, my God. Easily. Easily. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Anybody has time over Christmas, go do it. You won't disappoint. Just just make two of them in case you screw it up. It's going to be an expensive <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. The Wellington seems uh, excessive to me. I would go prime rib over a Wellington any day. Well, that's what's in the Wellington. Yeah, but I mean, you don't... Like, I don't fuck with... You, well, you got to put a pastry around that? No. And a mushroom fucking coating on, on top of the fucking prime no, rib. I, I, it has its place. I get it. it I, it's indulgent. It's tasty. Mouth. But I'm just thinking like if I wanted to have my ideal beef dish, mm-hmm. that would be a real nice prime rib. With horseradish. With horseradish. Nice. Yeah. Nice maybe, you. Maybe some Yorkshire. Ooh. I've not had an opportunity for much, much horseradish. Well, you got a problem then. Son. Well, if, if, if you, I'd 
I don't, I know nothing, but if you've eaten uh, wasabi, isn't yeah, that like a horseradish? They're, they're in the same family. For yeah. Sure. I bought some wasabi the other day and it said imitation wasabi. It's all imitation. Horseradish. I guess. I'm sure there's some yeah, properly sourced very wasabi. Hard, very hard to get. Interesting. Yeah. It's a root, right? Yeah, like horseradish. Same family, probably. I was uh, submitting job applications today. And one company I applied to asked me, outside of my resume and cover letter, one of the 10 questions they asked me was, if I was to get into a fight, would I rather fight one horse-sized duck or a thousand duck-sized horses? I chose, do you want me to say what I chose or listen to what? Anybody else would choose. No, I'm interested. I chose the one duck, the one horse-sized duck. Did you have to explain why? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I chose the one duck because it's one, not a thousand of them. Sure. They got to get into a fight with, right? And a duck, its nature is to fly away from stuff, right? Okay. A horse might not really run away from fire, but it'll, you know. Pretty well understands his role. And probably how many, many duck sized horses? A thousand. Okay, if it was just a hundred, what would you have decided? Still the duck. No, a hundred, I would have went with the duck sized horses. Why? I feel like I could fend off a hundred too. I could just like stomp my feet. You're, you're set. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, Game over, man. But a thousand? So. No, a thousand no. is too many. But no. also a horse sized duck, that thing could probably eat you. No, no. To. So the, the 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 reverse part of the rationale in my answer was as well that I don't like eating a horse, and I'd much rather eat a horse-sized duck once I'm finished beating it up. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I've that's a real question horse, that was asked. I've heard, you know, was it Joe Beef? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was a big gluey. <laughs> what do you mean? That's a joke. Oh, Joe Beef. Send my fucking horses to the glue factory, you know. Before my time, I, I suppose. I think there's a Joe Beef in Montreal. So if anybody... Re- yeah. Okay. Everybody knows. Everybody right. knows that. Oh, I should know that. I've definitely seen it on cooking shows. Really? Yeah. Now that I think about it. So I think... Does that answer your question about hot sauces? Yeah. Whatever. D- did we get to your favorite hot sauce? I don't really have a favorite. No. No. I'm just open. I like hot sauce. Um, I feel like there's a point of... Uh, Diminishing returns with the hot sauce. How so? I only like a certain spice level. And then there comes a point where eating just isn't enjoyable anymore. I guess I don't have that problem. Huh. So you're pretty much no limit on the spice. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go fucking, you know, hot ones, fucking right. ghost pepper, fucking extravaganza. It's unnecessary. If you, if you can't put more than one drop of hot sauce on whatever you're eating, there's a problem with the hot sauce. Right? Agreed. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Too much of something. Right. Flavor or spice, whatever it may be. All right. Um, so I don't think it was last week. And it might have been during the acid uh, uh-huh. acid cast. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, this guy over here, uh-huh. fucking Johnny. Yeah. Johnny referred to uh, Andy Schauf mm-hmm. as dainty. 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 But I've been thinking about it. 
Johnny also wants to suck Harry Styles' dick. <laughs> I want to suck Harry Styles' dick. Yeah, you do. I want to give him you, credit for actually putting You've been talking up. about Harry Styles can anybody for tee up? three fucking weeks. Seems how I don't have the hardware. Can anybody tee this up for me? No. Okay. Not interested. <laughs> if you wanted to listen to it, you would have teed it up. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the barrage of freaking insults coming across. I, I asked before the episode started if mm-hmm. roasting was going to be okay. Oh, you're it's just getting started. <laughs> Look out. Anyway, so, yeah, Harry Styles is okay, Yeah, but Andy Shelf is dainty. He's dainty. Yeah, you said it was beautiful. I yeah. must give it to you as well, but yeah. you said, yeah, dainty. It's dainty. Anyway, crack mm-hmm. me up. Yep. Uh, that is what you said. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Crack me up later. Uh, to think about the fact that you were, you're into Harry Styles. What his stuff is not dainty. The cover stuff that he does is not dainty. Far from it. He I does must sledgehammer. Say, how tight do you think his butthole is? Don't know. Never thought about it. But I know that his music sounds good. For both oh, Sledgehammer and The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Check it out. I must say, I never I've thought seen I'd the videos. Say they are pretty good. You, They're pretty good, really man. really does a good job. Okay. All right. Well, In um, terms of fidelity... Like to the cover, I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. And it's Harry Styles. I know, I yeah, know. That's what I thought too. But his band is tight. No, you're never gonna. You're time. never gonna get me to agree to that. On the next cast, you're gonna have to bring him up. All right, because because yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do it for you. Okay. Okay, let's get to the next part. All right, let's hear so it. So then, um, we were talking about Black Sabbath. And uh, we got into the whole Nativity in Black, you know, the which is the tribute album, right? And I was saying about the typo negative Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, blah blah blah. And then then this guy over here, Johnny, (laughs) um, he's like, Oh, you know what, my favorite uh, typo negative negative song song is Mm -hmm. it's girlfriend's girlfriend my girlfriend's girlfriend yeah mm-hmm. yeah well let me tell you this <laughs> i went and looked it up i'm sure glad i didn't take the time to look it up on the fly anyway i don't want to say too much about it but okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna play it do it and then we'll we'll, we'll get everybody's input let me see why these guys are so good I think Johnny gets first word. 
Okay. Sure, yeah. Sure. Um, anybody know Bauhaus? Yeah, of course. I don't know Bauhaus. Sisters of Mercy? Okay, we're not talking about either of those. We're talking about your favorite typo negative It's because it sounds so much like the roots that it came from, which is the... Like Bella Lugosi's dead? Yeah. Or... I think Bella Lugosi's dead is a hundred times better than this. Mr. Oh, it is, but it's my favorite typo negative song. Then, in my opinion... Plus, his girlfriend has a girlfriend. Typo negative is fucking garbage. And they're Satan worshippers. This is the most hot garbage piece of shit that i've listened to in months it is so i was like is the best i wrote it down when you said it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh wow you're like how the fuck did he know about these guys check this shit out Mm -hmm. and then when you're going through my notes and i'm like oh girlfriend's girlfriend yeah i'm gonna play this i'm like this is terrible and then they've got this other version which is even more terrible it's called my girlfriend's girlfriend the cheese organ mix. Nice. What are they going to use here? I'm ready to do the Batuzi. Is that a dance? It's basically the same song with just heavy fucking there you go. cheese yeah. organ. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. absolute fucking garbage. It reminded me of uh, stuff from that time. You've been on an 80s kick recently. Mm-hmm. But that could have just been always. I don't think yeah, this is from the 80s. No. no. No, this isn't. This is from the 90s. Okay, or it's got a very 80s sound to me. Yes. Guess not. No. No, these guys were recent. All right, so Bella Lugosi's dead. Vocalist has some Iggy Pop vibes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Production. Anyway, hundred times, hundred times better than whatever. Then uh, typo girlfriend's, negative. Girlfriend's gay friend. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. The typo but, negative. But when somebody tells you this is this is the best of anybody's songs, mm-hmm. and then you hear that, you're like, oh wow, the rest of their stuff must be really bad. It's terrible. Terrible. Do you, um, how do you feel about type? They're oh, horrible. Negative. They're a horrible band. Okay. I mean, they just had a shtick like you know Marilyn Manson or no, Mar- but stuff. Marilyn Manson actually posted some decent music. Hmm. Yeah, I can prove it to you as well. So, what was the uh, sorry the Sister of Mercy song that you were looking for? Um, try more. Yeah, I got it right here. Or-
What year was that? 1990. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And when were they first making music? The Sisters of Mercy? Yeah. Mid-80s, I guess. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I like the... That was the definitely goth. Some, some, you call that goth? This is the goth. That is the goth fan goth sound whatever the, whatever it is i love the the beats it reminds me of some house music from like okay. wow. 87 to 90 but really? it, it seems to be contemporary mm-hmm. that's interesting yeah well anyway there, there it is and that's all and that's all uh thanks to typo negative Thanks, yeah. type, typo negative. There's about uh, really appreciate that. five to ten minutes there, folks, that you're never going to get back. Nope. That was a that was a significant investment. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think it was worth it. I was uh, a buddy flew into town the other day from Vancouver. He was only here for a few days. Like, let's go out. So we went out. And we get back to the apartment. And late at night, we want to order some pizza. Eventually decide not to do it. This is at like two in the morning, I would say. Um, the place, the only place that was open, it was announced uh, a couple days ago that they were trafficking fentanyl out of pizza boxes. No. Yeah. In wow. like large quantities. So let me get the, the stats. 240 grams of fentanyl on mm-hmm. location and another house. Um, community members pretty much figured out what was going on and how according to this yeah yeah don't how do you how do you just brush over something like that well the statement from police was community members were pivotal in us finding this place but they were ordering how? the pizza and got nabbed well by the cops they were accepting turn them in maybe hmm. they're accepting uh foods and alcohols as payments so i guess like Whoa. stolen goods as yeah, payment for fentanyl how how did how did the people become aware of this? I'd have to look more into it. It was a yeah. brief statement. I don't like it when that's not Parmesan I don't like cheese. It when we don't have all the answers. I'll be sprinkled with methamphetamine, please. But what a a poorly done thing. Well, How so? it, uh, obviously they obviously they were doing all right. I guess so. If they had that much of the product there, but uh, so I think this goes to somewhat substantiate some of my assumptions that. Um, Pizza joints tend to be money laundering fronts or fronts for other sorts of secondary side hustle activity. Yeah, particularly that's why when they have shitty pizza. Right. Buyer I, beware. I, I wonder, was that pizza shitty? Have you ever had it? It wasn't good, that's for sure. And it was always open. You've had it before? 100%. Yeah, I have okay. had it before. If they, were, if they weren't selling shitty pizza, they wouldn't need to fucking <laughs> sell drugs out the back door. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe it, it was like a, it increased Why sales. Would, if, you, if you had a, a... Maybe it was like the Eaton acid. But if you had a flourishing pizza shop, mm-hmm. why would you risk <clears> it for some fentanyl? You know? Maybe that's just the delivery people. If you're making pizza right, people are going to think it has drugs in it because it's, it's so good. fucking good. Exactly. They're going to be like, it's got crack in it. Yeah. Just like they used to with uh, beer at some stadiums that I used to go to. That was a thing, hey? Mm-hmm. It's got crack in it because they haven't cleaned the lines out in so long. <laughs> like, really? That doesn't even make any sense. No, they used, they used to compare it to crack. Just you get really Dirty lines up. get you fucked up. Yeah, fucked up right quick. Huh. Yeah. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if it's the alcohol or the fungus that grows. I, I can't the speak line. on it actually, but, Good. uh, dirty beer lines, bad thing. 
Yeah. But anyway, you you think that you'll get into some trouble with this stuff and your drugs, but last thing you think is that it's going to be in your pizza. Well, I, I wonder, can that be something that starts now? Can you start adding things like that to your pizza order one day? <laughs> I don't know how the, the public would feel about that one. Why, why wouldn't you just do it yourself? Do what yourself? If you wanted to add some drugs to your pizza, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just do it yourself? I wouldn't trust anybody... And I wouldn't pay anybody to put drugs on my pizza for me if putting drugs on pizza was a thing. <laughs> you just dose yourself. Well, yeah. I, why? Why? That makes a ton of sense. I'm not that lazy. Nope. I just wonder was there any cross contamination between the fentanyl and the pizza? Probably. That's something to worry about. I wonder if there's any cross contamination in the drugs that were sold. They were just selling fentanyl, though. Just the bad, the only the bad thing. Wasn't there meth there as well? There was a bit of meth, but yeah. not in uh, a small crazy, amount of coke. I think very small amount of coke. Again, people that are like, why are you carrying such small amounts of coke? Because they're buffing it with fucking fentanyl. This is this should why every I'm one of these stories should be a fucking eye opener that there's no such thing as cocaine anymore. Exactly, or the shit that you've got is almost guaranteed to be less than 50% pure. Yeah. And probably have some nasty shit in it. Yeah. yeah. It's just the integrity of it's, uh, another reason why you should, yeah, the integrity of drug selling still exists on the dark web that it does. Yeah. That's the one great, you know, people always talk shit about fucking dark web murders for hire, blah, blah, blah. But the quality of their drugs, never a question. So that's a good segue to another topic that I had. I learned of a group the other day called the Drug User Liberation Front. Pretty aggressive name. And it kind of made me laugh at the start, but I looked into the article. Um, They sent a letter to Health Minister Patty Haiju, backed by the city of Vancouver. And the group wants legal permission to obtain drugs from the dark web, test them, label them, and then redistribute them. It's specifically asking to have access for heroin, cocaine, and meth due to exactly what we're talking about, the fentanyl issue, and apparently some synthetic benzodiazepines on the street these days. Oh, yeah, exactly. These fucking people that are pawning off Xanax bars as It's at a Zolam. It's not a Lazapram, folks. It definitely is not. And especially if you look in the dark web, like people are advertising what they're pressing with, and it's... Shit is not good for you. Not that Alprazolam's good for you anyway. Well, it's definitely better than whatever they're cutting and pressing their own pills with. Yeah, it's it's mainly at a Zolam now, which is pretty dangerous in the amount that people are taking it. But uh, so this group has been operating under a compassion club model. So they've pretty much been doing this already. Uh, ex- excuse me. They haven't been obtaining and selling drugs. They've been testing people's drugs and redistributing them back to them um what are they liberating yeah uh, i I don't get the liberating the name i was like you guys need a better name because the so many things that need better names true yeah what's it name the organization again uh the drug user liberation front sounds militant drug user liberation front dolph 
Yeah, they're not Dull. even stretching to get a good acronym. That's Dull. the acronym they're advertising. Dull. No, but I'm saying like they didn't add in any words in the title so that they could use it for a good acronym is what I'm getting at. No. No, there's no way, yeah. Dolph would be a st- that's stupid. But yeah, their so their plan is obtain phar- pharmaceutical pharmaceutical grade cocaine, heroin and meth from a regulated producer. If that's not possible, we'll buy it. What if you could get some pharmaceuticals? <clears throat> what a pharmaceutical? Cuz that's basically what uh B-Rock over there just about said. Oh, which <laughs> had me thinking pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical. Yeah. That'd be a Could you market uh, it? Be, you put a little bit of uh, fentanyl in your butt crack and yep. then you just <laughs> fart. And just distribute it. It's a fartaceutical. You, you aerosolize it. <laughs> Could be a weapon of mass destruction. Mass distraction. Yeah, if you've smelled some of my farts lately. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, are they healthy? Um, depends. <laughs> Do you need depends after you have one of these? No. I've questioned myself a couple of times this week. No, I'm usually pretty okay. good. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's a pretty bold request. It's like, did, let us buy the drugs. Okay, let us so test back it. to that. Right. No, no. So who who are they? Are they in part? They're so asking this of the city of Vancouver or of a certain number of people at the city? How I was just moving ahead. They addressed a letter regarding an urgent public health measure oh, yeah, to Bob. Canada's health minister, Patty Hadju. Oh, so they wrote a letter. Yes, and then oh. the city of Vancouver backed it. Oh, okay. As a city council voted voted to back it. Great. And Party Marty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, fuck, let's get these people out of the fucking council chambers, please. Let's vote. Cocaine, out. bad bitches, and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Gregor. <laughs> I think it's just a really bold thing. I don't think it's, it's going to work out. No, and what, why, why would the city of Vancouver put his name beside That's that? That's why I'm talking about it. You're talking it about shows it. a need for safe supply, but this is pretty to much be the spearheaded best by option. the Liberation Front of British Columbia. Yeah, exactly. They've already changed his name. Exactly. The so Dolphs. How Dolph, much, how much of a cut do they take? That's a good question. That's for their dealers to the, tell us. These are the questions you should be asking yourself. Oh, oh actually, no. They're doing a nonprofit model. <laughs> no, 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 so no, no, they, no, 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 no. That's not what you said. So was We Charity. What you said is they will take your drugs, they will test them, and they will give them back to you. Is what they're doing now. So what is their cut? They're doing it for free. No, they're what taking some is the drug. their cut? That's a good question. They're taking some product. Saying there's some drugs going missing? I'm saying you're naive to think that they're not. Yeah. There's a lot of suspect like, uh, things going on when, within this. When you start seeing things that are supposedly free, uh-huh. you need to start asking yourself what's in it for them. Right. Agreed. What's in it for them is they get to test a bunch of drugs. Sure. Yeah. These guys are literally writing the government asking for permission for permission to sell drugs. Yeah, but anybody can think write that, the government. Like if you think if we were setting up uh the equivalent uh for LSD uh-huh. that, you know, part of the testing wouldn't require us to not, you know, take it ourselves. Oh, it definitely would. Right. Especially so, if we were so running again, this. How much do you think that they're taking? We might need to infiltrate the group and find out. Uh, that wouldn't be that hard. It's got to be at least 10%. You're thinking 10%? Yeah, they probably just say, oh, yeah, we need 10% for, for testing. testing. Yeah. You actually know only 1%. 
Right. But for instance, there's nothing in it for them if they're asking for 1%. Right. Unless they're not actually testing it with anything but their schnoz. It's like, do you, <laughs> right. It's like, do you want to get, do you want to get fucked up? Yeah, or do what you get what level of testing do you want? Yeah. Do you want, okay. Well, we want some <laughs> laboratory testing. Okay. Right. So you want me to go and do some lines off, uh, off of the bench in a lab? Yeah. Okay. We got some lab testing. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds like a pretty good job. Yeah. Well, in a lab. It sounds like a destructive job, actually. <laughs> Anyway, so where are we going with this? Uh, I just thought it was interesting. Well, I think okay. it's silly. I thought it was yeah, silly that, that the city backed it. I think, the, you know, I'd like to see these dummies who take their drugs there. Yeah. Yeah. They're also in the... It's probably members of their own association. Yeah. Like, how long does it take to consume drugs if you're getting it tested all the time? Right. Probably yeah. a long... Like, I you really got to plan so oh, yeah. much in advance. Exactly. Like, man, I want this Coke next Tuesday. Yeah. And I want to have it. But I kind of get the uh, the Dolph to test it. <laughs> yeah. And that usually takes about a week. There's a liberation front. They test all the drugs. It's great. The Dolph. That's what it is, too. The Dolph. The Dolph. Anybody to send their stuff to that is a Dolph. 100%. And if you actually think about it, Adolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. Um, okay. The uh, I like the idea behind it, though. Test the drug supply. I don't understand what it, goes what on is it raves. With you in fucking drug testing. It's an important uh, issue of the day. No, I no, think when you're, when you're talking about a peer review fucking marketplace, I don't need any laboratory to tell me anything. I agree with that. Right, but you're you're all about getting. Didn't you tell me you got some acid tested once? No, I just looked up the blotter on a database. Somebody else got it tested. Yeah, got it tested for what? Yeah, but yeah, but just because you know, what, you know what's really scary here is no. that he thinks that oh, their acid looked like my acid, mm-hmm. therefore it's the same acid, oh. and because theirs was tested. Mine doesn't need to be tested, and I can just take all of the knowledge gained from their testing as as if it was for my acid. Well, there's only a certain, like, I believe the tabs that we're taking are proprietary. I think the guys are making the tabs. Well, somebody's making them. Exactly, and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it's them. I hope so. Exactly. So if it is, then they're the only people with that blotter, right? Right. Right. So if you send that in. Blotter paper anybody can buy it but where are you seeing triangular blotters you can all over the place. print do you mean like, i haven't seen uh, them anywhere else paper i've seen triangular yeah it's blotters. just paper you can get off printed on the shit man lasered onto it yeah i see your point yeah but... this is where i'm going is like the fact that you would even trust any of that shit I, I trust my own experiments as well but which is literally just swallowing the acid um, exactly but if it's sold as this this dose blah 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 a lot of correlations to it. Okay, let's get the show moving before right. uh, we're unable to perform it anymore. Yep, let's go. Um, <laughs> so you remember, this was definitely during uh, the German invasion. Yeah. Um, we were talking about the fucking band. And yeah. These motherfuckers. Yeah. It took up a lot of time. You remember these, we were talking about these motherfuckers that think that, you know, the band is the epitome of music. Okay. Hell yeah. I found one. Oh God, no. Yeah, and I, I'm just gonna go with it. I don't care what the repercussions are. Yeah. <laughs> There's this dude on YouTube named David Heretek. Okay, that's the name he goes by. 
what this guy likes to do is review music, right? He claims, obviously, to know a lot about music Mm -hmm. because he's making videos reviewing music. He's also some sort of a musician because the only way he's... (laughs) This is great. (laughs) He says the only way that he can listen to music his way is if he's counting the time signature. Which shouldn't be that hard. You got a foot. Okay. How pretentious are you to say that, oh, if, I, if, if, if I'm not listening to the time signature, I'm just not enjoying the music. Okay. Um, I, think, I think that's a tick. Right. Anyway, so this guy had never heard Jambi. Oh, really? Ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, oh, fuck. Anyway, so he's never heard Jambi. Uh-huh. Tool, uh-huh. But for those of you who don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you go through life, especially as a musician, not knowing that, not knowing any tool, not knowing Jambi, degrees of musicianship. Well, he also does uh, a review of, he calls them review reactions because he's never heard the song before. I've seen these videos popping up. There's tons of them. There's some good, really good ones, actually, but not this guy. Um, he does a reaction review of the Smithsonian Institute Blues by Mr. Captain Beefheart, oh. which I probably should pull it up and just play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of it. Yeah, which they don't even have that on here. So I'm gonna have to just give me a second. It's funny to see uh, a lot of people really enjoy watching other people react to things. Oh, I love it! I love I love React Andy type stuff. Really. Oh yeah, it's I've great. never understood it. Well, I also haven't uh, put time into it. I guess I am. Eh? Um, here we go. Dust I just don't care how uh-huh. the people perceive it. I do. I'm interested. Um, so we're looking for the Smithsonian Institute Blues. Uh, what year was that? I can I'm not 100 sure because it's a part of a, a playlist box. Yeah, box set. From the Smithsonian. <laughs> Come on down to the big dig. Come on down to the big dig. Come on to the big dig. Singing the Smithsonian Institute Blues. Singing the Smithsonian Institute. It's really not important, but. Whatever. It's a funny song. Just for consistency. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, this guy, David Heretic. You guys Sounds like a real it. heretic. When you guys see this guy, you're going to have get a real kick out of it. Don't look it up now. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not necessary uh, just yet. But I have a few things queued up. So, as he's listening... To the uh, Smithsonian Institute Blues, uh-huh. um, he just pauses the music because he needs to comment about it. So right here, this <laughs> part that I'm going to play uh, is is him his like first reaction, like after he's played the song, play part of the song. All right, ready? Yep, ready. Just, ah, God, 
metal. I hate it. I hate Frank Zappa's music. Listen, I understand. Frank Zappa is a genius. Okay, I get it. And I give him all the credit in the world for having the guts to experiment and try stuff like that. I, I, I get it. But I, I just can't stand it. And this is right up that alley. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Oh, God. Uh, I don't want to... I, I don't want to push play. I don't want I don't want to listen to this anymore. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to push play. Okay. I think I've heard enough. Right. But... Let's move on, because now he's finished listening to the song, so he's going to give it a bit of a review. Okay. About this. I already know the score I'm going to give it. I'll see you in the review. This was terrible. Well, there you go, folks. That was Captain Beefheart with a tune called The Smithsonian Institute Blues. This was a request from Sid79DD. I get the feeling, I get the feeling that said 79 dd requested this song specifically to watch me lose my mind and i hope you got his money's worth because i'm gonna slam the hell out of this all right i'm gonna on a scale of one to ten i think this is the lowest score i've ever given i, I think this actually might be the lowest score i've ever given a song on a scale of one to ten i'm giving that a 1.2 I can't just give it a one. Yeah, one point two. Uh, I, I normally don't feel good about giving bad scores, but in this, he's David Heretic. He okay, the person is definitely a heretic. So let's listen to some more. Oh Jesus, Case, JP. I feel very justified, and I feel great giving this that score. Let me tell you why. Why? <laughs> Do I really need? To, did, did you hear the same things I was hearing? Did you? It was it was absolute cacophony. There was no chordal structure. There was no time signature. There was no nothing. It was completely experimental. And I cannot stand experimental music. I can't. I just, I, I can't take it. I, I, I just, ah, I just could not wait for this song to be over. So what do you think the odds are that this guy is in love with the band? Like in, in love with, uh, like in in terms of the band is a good band, Robbie Robertson and the band, not the band. Oh, here we go, folks. Yeah, it's almost time. It is almost okay. time. Right. Remember, we had this conversation uh-huh. about the band. Right. You know. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Right. Oh. What do you think? Do you think this guy's a fan of the band or completely. not? Oh, of completely. Oh, completely. Right. Fan of the band. Exactly. He's got to yes. be a fan of the band. It's David right. Heretic. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's a complete fan of the band. Anyway. He's a fan of fucking all that shit. Um, I'm going to quickly go to uh, his channel here because I want to uh, enlighten you guys. This is a guy who claims to know a lot about music, obviously, mm-hmm. because he's reviewing music and reacting to music. He should make that claim on his YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to tell you about some of the songs that this guy has never heard before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he had never heard six, six, sick by Queens of the stone age. Okay. Okay. He, um, we got here. He had never heard body snatchers by Radiohead. Wow. Okay. He had never heard uh, Jambi by Tool. 
These are some very recent videos of his. Like, okay. Um, what else? Oh, he hadn't heard the river by the tea party. Okay. Yeah. For the, for the I don't think I've heard the river by the tea party. Well, for the first three, um, I think that's just bullshit. He had never heard. I think he knows all about it. He'd never heard Cherub Rock by Smashing Pumpkins. He'd never heard. I don't know about that. Head Like a Hole by the Nine Inch Nails. Mm. Okay. So this, I could, this and he guy's got hundreds of fucking videos. That's amazing. Yeah. We'll have to watch some off. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. We'll have to watch some off cast because oh. this guy is so funny. Not intentionally. Right. Anyway. I'm not really one to dislike folk, but I really dislike that person. You haven't even seen him yet. Well, I can just imagine. Anyway, we'll have to watch uh, the zombie video later. I'd say he looks like, yep. <laughs> looks like what? The Vince from Slap Chop. Uh, you had Vince right, but okay. not Slap Chop Vince. Maybe Got it. Vince Neal. Vince, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I knew it. I thought I heard some winger playing in the background. Anyway, um... Yeah, this guy is a real fucking piece of work. Yeah, he sounds like it. I feel like he he's got to know those musics. Well, not even looking at it. I'm just thinking that he's putting his head in his hands a lot. Oh, you don't even know. Yeah. Okay, anyway, that was all. that's all I have for that. But I'm sure it won't be the last we hear from David Harris. Oh, I'm sure it won't. As much as we pray that, we, that it is. So I was, uh, believe it or not, at a bar the other day. And, um, yeah, I think you already told us you were at a bar the other day, different time. Uh, <laughs> I heard a song. It reminded me of another song. This one is rock and roll stew by traffic. Specifically, what I was going to point out, or what I will point out, is the guitar and bass sound, I suppose. The melody with guitar and bass. Mm-hmm. The underlying... Doom, doom, doom. Doesn't sound like the band. No, we're, we're moving on from the band. But it's close. Yeah, it's, it's getting... Okay, alright. Yeah. I think that it sounds like Sissy Strut by The Meters, which was a couple years before it. And let me know what you think. That's a very meters riff. 
Like they own that song, you know, they're one of the early funk groups and Traffic did it in 72, the original Meters album in 69. So Traffic ripped it off? I think so. Not that I was expecting much more from Traffic, to be totally honest with you. But uh, a pretty unapologetic take of that uh, that riff, in my I've opinion. I've never found myself wanting to listen to Traffic, um, and I don't think I'll find myself wanting to listen to Traffic in the future. No. Nope. Nope. That reaffirms it. Yeah. Steve Winwood. Um, continue with music. Uh, best NHL stadium for music. Based on watching hockey games. So mine is Dallas. Dallas plays the best okay. music and historically I guess always had the best music. Yeah, Dallas is yeah. Dallas is good. Boston last night played Faith No More. Not just Faith No More, but Faith No More We Care a lot. Ooh, early stuff. The first album with a different singer than Mike Pat. Right. Right? So that fucking that made me think about Boston. Boston played a bit of good music last night. Anyway, there's a lot of good NHL ranks. Edmonton's rink, uh, Canadian ranks, they not so good. U.S. ranks are deadly. There you have it, yeah. folks. Boston playing good Nashville. music at the Garden. Yeah, but Dallas, Dallas used to have all this good music. I'd say they still do. Mm-hmm. Always got a bit of a soft spot for country music. Just got it's got to be done well. Who has a soft spot for country music? I do. If it's if it's good, like the early stuff, John wow. Cash, Willie Nelson, oh my God. Merle Haggard. When did you turn a hundred? About fifty years ago. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, let's get, we're gonna get off track here very fast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Listen to this. What's up? This song is by the Charmels. It's called As Long As I've Got You. It's fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. Yeah. Was that whole, was Olive Cream done on that song? I'm sure there's other samples. Yeah, but, but really the the base of it for sure. Hell yeah. I was watching uh, Skeleton Racing today. Oh, oh man. damn, that's my favorite. Yeah, and it was the, the women's uh, inaugural from Innsbruck, Austria. Austria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the winner uh, was Elena Nikina. But the person I wanted to win, what was that person's name? Oh, Yulia Kanakini. She used to be a ballet dancer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like uh, Anita Cox. Yeah. Amanda Hugginson. 
see more butts. Also, this is a good opportunity to shout out Anita Bath. Anita Bath. The the Canadian journalist, Anita Bath. What a name. Well, shout out Given. <laughs> you made that popular. All right. I think, uh, I think at this point we need to wrap it up. All right. See you guys next week. That was time for outtakes. <laughs>